0: And, you know, it is life still. Um, it's not like an, it, it's like a vacation because we're in a different area, you know, regularly and we can see different places on the weekends and have little mini weekend vacations. But like, you know, it's still working and living and cooking and, you know, upkeep. school. yeah, doing everything that you would do essentially in a house just in a smaller capacity.
1: The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 123 of Life in Motion. I've got Ashley and Lennon with me who are living the RV dream, knocking states off the map one by one. I'm excited to learn what inspired them to hit the road, how they balance fa- family life, and where they're off to next. Ashley Lennon, thanks for being on the show today.
0: Thanks for having us.
2: Hi, Jeremy. How you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to uh, to have you on and kind of share the story. I mean, it's uh, you know quite ambitious, you know, hitting, hitting the road kind of full time in that regard. But before we get into sort of all how that transpired, um, let's let's take a second and sort of talk about each of you, uh, sort of individually. I guess the background story of you know where you grew up, what were you into when you grew up, you know how how did you meet? Kind of how did this whole journey begin?
0: Um, okay, do you want to go first? <laughs>
1: I
2: will. Just let me know if I get too long winded, but I'll try to give you the elevator briefing.
0: Uh.
2: <laughs> uh, I was born and raised in New York. I grew up in the, just just south of the Catskills in the Hudson Valley. Loved it there. Loved being outdoors. And I recall going on a lot of hikes and, you know, enjoying checking out waterfalls and things of that nature. Um, Turned into a teenager. uh, Started doing some various jobs. Ended up leaving New York um, permanently uh, because I joined the United States Air Force. Uh, Put the uniform on for four years active duty. Loved it. Thank you for your Uh, service. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. Best thing, best thing that I ever did. Great, great, uh, great choice, and I it comes highly recommended. I um, uh, turned that into a civilian career. I've had a handful of those, um, typically in the aviation industry, um, some defense contracting, a lot of manufacturing time, um, and I don't know what else. You got any questions about that? What else you want to know? I'll <laughs> Just turn it over to Ashley from there because our story on how we met, I, I love it so. But also let the, her give her intro.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. Then we'll then exactly. Let's do that.
0: Okay. So um, I grew up in South Jersey. Um, I didn't love it. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> when I turned 18 and I went, I uh, got into college, I left the state and just didn't really look back uh, other than to go see family. Um, but I've lived in a couple of different states. I finished up college in Florida. Um, growing up, my parents took us on a lot of, you know, adventures. We traveled a lot and it's always, you know, led me to want to travel more. So that's been obviously a huge driving factor for this current lifestyle. Um, but yeah, you know, lived in Florida, moved up with Lennon to South Carolina. Uh, then we moved up to Pennsylvania, but yeah, I've always enjoyed outdoorsy stuff. Um, just finding new adventures. I like to try new things. I love food. (laughs) So lots of food on the way. Um, But yeah, that's in a nutshell, um, you know, nothing overly exciting about my life, but it's, it's been a wild ride.
1: Just a a general um, enjoyment for, for the outdoors and kind of experiencing new things, which is, which is kind of what it's all about. Right. So you mentioned, um, you know, you, you were, uh, graduated in Florida and then moved up to South Carolina. Um, so wh- where, where was the story? How did you all meet?
0: Um, I'm taking this one. Okay. Yeah. Me one. <laughs> all
2: right. So it, somewhere along the lines, it was the summer of 2008 and I was doing a temporary assignment in the state of New Jersey. Uh, I think it was Cherry Hill at McGuire air force base. And one of my friends from basic training took me out to a bar and we were drinking and I was having an absolute bore of a time. And then and her, Ashley and her sister were working <laughs> promo for like Rockstar, which is horrible. <laughs> and and I, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't having a good time. Um, and she just walked up to me and started talking to me and telling me.
0: Actually, pause. My sister actually walked up to him first to oh. try to get him to buy something and he didn't want anything I wasn't and having I, it I was like oh he's attractive <laughs> I could go up to him next
2: so she walks up to me and she's like we would make good looking children
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start it so, oh, uh, no, I I,
0: to be fair I had actually maybe been drinking a little but uh, yeah
2: so we talked all night she supposedly says she actually gave me her real number which she did and then, um, you know, we talked for a couple of weeks while I was in New Jersey. And then, like, we never had an opportunity to see each other again, even though I was eager to. Fast forward, um, I ended up going down to school in Embry-Riddle, and she ended up going to college in... Um,
0: at UMass. At,
2: yeah, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And I had a dream one night that we got married, and I woke <laughs> up the next day, and I text her, right? I two aggressive moves, and... <laughs> Um, I texted, I was like, I had a dream that we got married and we just started talking and, and we pretty much haven't stopped ever since then. But,
0: uh, yeah. Um, so at least I wasn't the only slightly crazy person. And to be fair, we ended up getting married and have a really cute kid.
2: Well, <laughs> so- and, and you want to tell about? We look back at like 2008 now and she flew down in November of 2008 without anyone knowing yeah. Flew from Massachusetts to Daytona. No that's-
0: one knew except my college roommate at the time. And I think about that as a parent now. And I'm just like, I just said this the other day to him. I'm like, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. <laughs> um, you know, Present And I, that was the only second time I met him. And, you know, he had like a really beat up car. It was really sweet here. You know, I got to the airport. He got to the airport. He had flowers. He looked really happy. Um, but, you know, I'm getting into this like beat up Sebring and <laughs> I'm like, is this guy going to murder me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, obviously it worked out. Um, but i that's actually how I ended up in Florida. Uh, I ended up transferring. One, I didn't love the Massachusetts weather. I don't love the cold weather. I absolutely adore the warmth and i ended up transferring to tampa uh we weren't super far apart so we were able to see each other on weekends um and yeah it's just we ended up moving up to charleston south carolina together uh and then eventually got engaged up in that area and now here we are (laughs)
2: progressed on
0: yeah
1: That, that, that no that's amazing from the beginning to the end and of course where you're at now um the it's funny how those little things kind of stick. And I, I didn't really have a, a similar. Well, okay. I guess it wasn't as crazy as yours, but mine was similar to that in my relationship. Now my wife, and like I said, we have kids. Um, I knew her for about two months. We met at some place that we worked in Pennsylvania together. I was from Virginia. Um, and at the end of that summer, I just said, okay, I'm just going to go to Springfield, one place I've ever known. Hopefully, this isn't just a summer fling. Kind of went all in that way, so not not quite as aggressive as you all, but I can sort of relate.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I dig it. You went for it. <laughs> you, you, know,
1: that-
2: you never know until you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. You got to try. If you, if you got a feeling, if you're having dreams, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a sign sometimes. So <laughs> that, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that worked out the way it the way it did. So so you made. Um, Kind of that that jump, the leap of faith. Obviously, it worked out. What, um, you know, I guess from there, like, what what was it like, I guess, as far as, you know, what did you all do together? I guess kind of getting into the progression of, you know, life before RV life.
2: All right. So we... (laughs) Tried to get engaged. I tried to propose on a boat. And she didn't want it on a ship, a cruise. She didn't want to go to the front of the boat.
0: It was cold. It was winter.
2: <laughs> so I had to call her mom when I had cell phone signal and let her know like, hey, I didn't propose. Don't say anything. <laughs> a few months later, I proposed. We got married. Um, we bought a house right before we got Hold married. Hold on. Where
1: did you propose um, at our then? first
2: house renovated. Uh,
0: Folly Beach. Yeah, Folly Beach. In on, South Carolina. On the
2: pier. Okay, That's so, actually
0: oh where God. we had our first date at the beach. So there was kind of some. Okay. okay. I guess.
2: It was not a nice day, but <laughs> it was a nice day.
1: I was just making sure it wasn't, you know, somewhere, you know, in a room or something that it would still kind of had that romantic feel to it. But anyways.
0: <laughs> no, it was really romantic. It was funny, though, because we were on a pier and he was shaking and terrified because he didn't have a box for the ring and he thought he was going to drop it through the Ooh. through the crack. And you've seen, I've seen videos like that, where that happens. Oh, that would um, be the
1: worst feeling but, ever. <laughs> but that it was, was it was instantly. really
0: romantic. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that that was what he was trying to do on the cruise either. I can't believe it. He said he hid the ring in his wheel well, I think, or his tire. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was with my spare tire in the trunk of my car.
0: <laughs> oh my God, what if your car got stolen? But oh. um, I mean, before all that, and even during all of that, during, you know, Early marriage, just even now, we've liked to travel. We've traveled quite a bit internationally. We did take a couple trips, uh, <laughs> and I just think that we
2: bought a house. Yeah, sold it because we didn't like the area. Yeah, moved into a rental house. Um, bought another house, renovated it, sold it because we wanted to get closer to family. We left, we left South Carolina, and I loved that house. We had an awesome fire pit outside with a swinging day bed and a pergola. Pinterest, Pinterest dreams. And we to Pennsylvania. We rented. We ended up buying a massive house in Pennsylvania. Um, come to find out, it was way too much for us. Um, renovated it, and that was about the point where we started getting lost in COVID. We started getting lost in our house, and... Realizing that, like we don't need all of this stuff, we don't want all of this stuff, you know. Like um, we had spent so much time indoors with each other in COVID that we come to realize all we need is is us, and that there isn't a location specifically that we love yet that we've found. Like Charleston's great, but everyone is moving there in the groves, and you can't drive anywhere. There's traffic all the time. We spent three weeks there in the camper, and we loved it. But it's great to visit at this point. It's not great to live in um, York, Pennsylvania was no, um, great shakes. Yeah, either. So, (laughs) you know, we were like, well, let's, let's, at some point, Ashley came up with a brilliant plan, right? She's the boss of this relationship. And (laughs) I'll let her take the lead. Um, and she was like, let's move into a camper and and I'm all in, right? I'm so easygoing and flexible. So whatever you want to do, I support that and we'll make it happen.
0: Well, I floated the idea because I had seen I had seen people doing this. I've seen people doing this with multiple children. Um, and we, like I said, we like to travel. We like to try new things. We like to be outdoors. And we've gotten into more of like a minimalist lifestyle where we don't need as many things as we once, you know, felt like we needed. And having less stuff, at least for me, makes me feel a lot less stress.
2: It's so liberating. Yeah.
0: Um, so the just the combination there and then, yeah, COVID, everything being in one area and again there's nothing wrong with that if people want to do that that's it's everybody does their own thing to each their own um but we just you know we want to get out more i find that when we actually visit different areas we do more stuff in that area than we would have done if we lived in that area because you get so content with your routine being at home if that makes sense
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean i you know i think about you know things that go on here around the area that, you know, I forget about, um, or even like back home in Virginia, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't really take advantage of, of my time when I was there on the water and some of those things like that. So no, I totally get what you're saying.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just so interesting. Cause I don't, I didn't start thinking about that until we were in, you know, Pennsylvania <laughs> and there is a reasonable amount of stuff to do there. Pennsylvania is a huge state. Um, but yeah, we were like barely touching on things. I was joking because this weekend we were in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and we went to the market there. And while we had been to the market in York, we had never gone in the three years or so that we lived 25 minutes from it. We never went to the Lancaster market. (laughs) And I'm like, here we are an hour away right now driving there to go there. It was just really, it's just funny to think about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so you had, um, you know, the, the idea, and it's good to hear that, you know, you can always fall back on uh, flipping houses almost. It sounds like you're pretty good <laughs> at that. Um, but
0: <laughs>
1: so, but yeah, so, so you had that idea. I mean, so what was, what was like the, uh, obviously have, having the buy-in that was the first step, which sounds like that didn't come hard, but then like the planning process of like, okay, what, what does that look like? I mean, I guess you could just go out and buy an RV and just leave. Um, but I'm sure there was some kind of process to that. What what, what was that?
0: I would never recommend um, just going, buying one and just being like, <laughs> okay, let's go. Because there is, we planned, I would say we discussed it for well over a year. Um, the house that we purchased, you know, Lennon renovated the kitchen and the floors and like all of, you know, the outdated stuff. Then we wanted to sell at the height of the market. You know, everything's been just going like crazy. And, but in that time frame, we were like, okay, let's say, look at RVs that we might want to live in. You know, is this what we really want to do? We went back and forth. We talked about it and then determined, yes, that is what we want to do. So we went and looked at RVs and we researched different RVs and um, what's going to be right for us. Not everybody likes the same stuff. Not everybody needs the same space. And, um, you know, we selected the RV we're in because it had certain features like a mid bunk for our son. Um, but making sure that you can do everything financially too, you know, like Lennon went through all of our bills and all of the finances and right. Like, just went through everything and
2: yeah,
0: what can we afford? You know, I work remotely and I worked remotely prior to living in the RV. So basing it off of that income and just a lot of preparation to make sure that everything's going to go well and that you're not, you know, going to fail miserably.
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, cause there's a lot to think about e- even, you know, when you are downsizing, you know, I'm sure a lot of those expenses were kind of you know slashed, but you're still, you know, you're still responsible for, for a lot of them. And then, you know, I'm sure the, the RV was no, um, was no discount buying necessarily either. So, but to be able to have that time to kind of plan it out. And then of course, like you said, that that's great with the, the remote work, you know, kind of prior to that, it seems like, you know, that trend has really helped out people like yourself that want to do that or people that, you know, have a home, but want to travel, um, as well, which I feel like kind of helps, you know, the overall, I don't know, I guess maybe mental health and well being in a, in a way almost. Um, but to be able to have that, that flexibility. So, so you got it planned out, you work worked through all those details, got the RV, found what you wanted. What was the the first trip? What did what was the the what was the plan from there? Oh boy, I got this one. <laughs> Mooch
2: docking. <laughs> Mooch docking. <laughs> Mooch docking by definition in the Urban Dictionary, <laughs> which it isn't there, is parking your RV at someone else's house and plugging into their 110 and guessing that you'll have enough electricity, power, supply to power whatever you think you might need that you don't know. <laughs> so we, Spoiler alert. We, we rolled the dice. <laughs> with, uh, first of all, we parked it at my base. Um, I'm still a guardsman. And we, we parked, we, we got the camper, we loaded it up. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of uh, family support at that time when we sold our house. Um, there was a little bit of strategy tragedy. And then also at the same time, there was a lot of family support. So we were back and forth between the mom's houses. And finally, when we got the truck and I put the fifth wheel hitch into it, which I installed because I'm cheap. Um, well, Ashley goes, it's
0: not, Ashley it's goes, not how cheap. do we
2: how do we know that's installed right? And I'm like, I've been in manufacturing
0: for years. Oh, and my- then
2: after, after we pull it for the first time, I says, do you think the hitch is installed right? Uh. <laughs> so... So um, long story short, we, we hook up and we drive. It, it's probably the, the worst thing you could do. We drove through New York City uh, with a fifth wheel, 60 feet of vehicle, on the Cross Bronx Expressway to my brother's house out in Santa Marichas, Long Island. Um, and I don't recommend that.
0: that drive. <laughs>
2: at all. Uh, it, it went well, but then we got to my brother's house and he's got fences and trees and everything you could possibly imagine everywhere. And we were just going to park it and try to acclimate. And after like 35,000 attempts, um, to get in around the fence and the trees and the power lines and the other fence and trees and power lines, we realized that didn't work. So we ended up, um, Rig- rigging the system and parking uh, on the on the beach. I can't remember the name of the campsite.
0: Uh, Smith Smith Point. Smith Point yeah. yeah, we actually stayed at his brothers for a couple of days because we had to get into the campground and we had and to get booking there cord. was we had to yeah. Get,
2: we had to get all of our so, stuff, our sewer lines, our water lines. We didn't have any of that.
0: Yeah, they were super welcoming though. It was awesome that we were able to rely on, you know, them for that. And uh, yeah, we were able to park at the campground for almost, what about a month.
2: Uh, we were there for three weeks. Yeah, and
0: we we pretty much acclimated there um, to living in it or getting adjusted to things, learning more about it. We've never owned an RV prior to this. Uh, we've never rented one, anything like that. So um, from there, where did we go? <laughs> we hooked
2: up and we went to Colts Neck, New Jersey.
0: That's right. Um,
1: back to the city. Yeah, back to the city.
0: <laughs> <stuff. laughs>
1: So, so did you learn anything through this time of where not to take it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Between the tolls and just driving, I'm through not going area. back to New York City. That's yeah.
2: what I learned. Like, that's not happening.
0: Like, I think it was like two hundred dollars in tolls.
1: Holy And then cow. on the way
2: back, expressways five miles. And at the end of the five mile stretch, a truck was broke down, and we didn't find that out for 90 minutes of sitting in traffic.
0: Yeah. For five was, miles. So, you know, and we have two dogs and we have a four year old, and that, like, just, it, that was a long drive. But yeah, we ended up in New Jersey at a base, a military base. Um, we're able to actually stay at bases since Lennon is in the guard, uh, which is awesome. And we loved that area. We're actually going to go back there soon because we're up in the Northeast right now.
2: Um, and then, yeah, you want to get into all the states that we, I I can do this real Um, quick.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's well, one, I think it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, not necessarily the best start to it. You might've had some second thoughts, but it sounds like, uh, you know, it worked out in the end. Um, so I do have another question kind of from the military background. Obviously it makes sense that, you know, you have access to those bases, but is it literally just like i don't know you call the guards or whoever there and and say hey um i got this rv can we just pull it in the parking lot or wherever for a couple of days is it is it that simple or like what is that process like uh
2: so every base is different every base has like a recreational facility and they all operate differently so there is a website i think it's military mm-hmm. Um, that i'm able to go on and it's funny because every time i call Right. there's other there's other apps that post these campsites um, and people people call and, and they try to book there but you got to have access to a military installation you got to have a, a DoD you know common access card it's called a cat card and the first question I ask is do you have access to the, mil- the 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 facility you know because I guess civilians are trying to get onto military bases um, so so they're all different they all have campsites um, and they're they're pretty expensive so it's it's absolutely That's- a, a pretty inexpensive i'm sorry it's absolutely a a bit of a blessing (laughs) some of them them are really great um you know you'll have like playgrounds and uh you'll have your grocery stores right there uh, things to do and sometimes they're really far from town so like we were at um, eglin in uh, Destin, florida and it was like a 30 minute drive to the beach Uh, but then we had access to a private military beach that you know like no one could go to unless you had a dod card so there's there's pros and cons.
0: And we don't only stay at the military campgrounds, but when it's, you know, convenient, especially since we're we're monitoring costs and things like that, especially right now. Um they tend to be cheaper. Like we've never actually stayed at a KOA. And we don't really plan to because we feel like they're really expensive and there are so many other options out there. There are other campgrounds I'll call them like mom and pop campgrounds too, you know, just outside of that that are much more reasonable. Um, and then, of course, staying places like on a monthly basis makes it cheaper usually because the rate goes down. Um, you know, having we and we usually try to do full hookup. At there. When we first started this, we talked so much about boondocking, which we've never done. We haven't done that yet, and we were like, "Oh yeah, we'll be able to do that. We can go here and we could go here, and you know, just park anywhere." And now we're like, "Wow, we're really spoiled with the sewer and the water, <laughs> <laughs> the electricity."
2: We were going to boondock and mooch dock as much as we could to save costs. And uh, to boondock, you need to know how long your your um, drain tanks are going to last, which we didn't. <laughs> then you got to know how you're going to get power, which I refused to buy a generator because I didn't want to listen to it no matter how quiet it was. <laughs> and we didn't have solar set up. And then I started crunching the numbers for solar and it would take years for us to break even and then start to save our money. So, And I wasn't interested in making that investment right out So boondocking went out the window pretty quick. And then after day one, we found out that mooch docking is not going to work either because a single extension cord with 110 isn't even going to power the refrigerator, which you kind of need.
0: We were planning if we did that, like at his brother's house, especially that was the plan. We would pay the difference in the electricity bill. We would never ask somebody to feel like they were going to be incurring some extra cost Or water, you know what I mean? Any difference from their traditional bill, we would have been paying. But unfortunately, it did not work out. We have yet to do either of those. Yeah. (laughs) But at the same time, I feel like it was, there's always a silver lining and it's kind of just pushed us forward into getting adjusted to being at campgrounds and, you know, looking for different ones, researching, understanding, booking them, and all of the, some of them have such strange rules. Yeah.
2: Scheduling in advance. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Scheduling in advance is a big thing
1: yeah no, no, that's that's uh that's interesting. I don't say I haven't heard of uh really any of those terms before, at least not the the mooch docking um which is awesome. but you know you you found your way, so that's fine and it's interesting too i I don't say I didn't also realize um you know the the uh the most military bases or whatever kind of had that access for things like that. so I mean it's you know, makes sense to kind of take advantage of it from, from that standpoint. So, so uh, anyway, sorry to get off the rails there. So, so where are some of the places that you've been and like, what, what do some of those adventures look like when you get to these places?
2: Colts Neck was awesome. Um, I got to see, we got to see and experience some phenomenal United States Navy logistics, which I can't really get into all the details of. Colts Neck was awesome. I can't wait to go back there. Um, From Colts Neck, we went. We did a night in Virginia.
0: The area was cool too. The area and there was was a there was actually a beach up in um, I can't remember the exact area, but you could see like New York City on a good day right across from there. It was pretty cool. Um, The area just really it was a part of New Jersey
2: that neither of us had ever been to, and we just enjoyed. I I mean I have no desire to go to the state of New Jersey. Ashley is from there, (laughs) but here we find ourselves. State one and state two were our home of record states. Like I was born and raised in New York and she was not born, but she was raised in New Jersey. And somehow we ended up with state one and state two were our home states. And it (laughs) it was cool. It was a different part of state that we've been to, spent the night in Virginia. um, Mm -hmm. And that was fun. That was just like randomly meeting some other people and hanging out with their kids and then calling it a night. The next morning you wake up, it's always raining on moving day, a hundred (laughs) percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Moving day this time, we were in the aftermath of Ian, which isn't hasn't been pleasant. Yeah. Uh, left Virginia, we went to Asheville.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Highly recommend Asheville. Super foodie, super- uh, um, like, A lot of beer. A lot of beer, yeah. yeah. The microbreweries there. A
0: lot um, of outdoor per, stuff, too. Per
2: capita yeah. uh, have the most in the country. <clears throat> we left um, Asheville and trying yeah. every bit of food that we could there, and we went to Brevard. Um, I did some mountain biking there. Uh, probably want to buy a house there. <laughs> we left hard. We went to Charleston, South Carolina. The motor was screaming through the mountains the whole way. And finally, when we got out of them, um, we got into Charleston, South Carolina. We spent three weeks there to hang out with some of our friends that we've known for a long time. Um, what do we do in Charleston? Uh, We went and got some of my favorite wings. That's all I can remember. That's all that matters. We went to the
0: beach. We we spent 4th of July, so we saw fireworks on the beach. We did Um, see
2: fireworks on the beach. That was rad.
0: But we really did spend a lot of that time. We definitely went out to eat. I will say, since we went to Asheville, Asheville through like New Orleans, I think, was basically like a really long vacation. We were going out to eat way too much <laughs> um, yeah. because, you know, the food is awesome, but not the best if you're not trying to spend a lot of money.
2: It was a honeymoon phase. Yeah, definitely. We, yeah, well. we went out and everything that we could. for. We were on vacation for like two months, yeah. which was great.
0: But, yeah, Charleston, we really did get to see a lot of our friends. Um, some of our best friends are there and uh from charleston
2: went to Destin, florida mm-hmm. i had a friend from my teens get married there um uh so first wedding on the beach that was really fun a couple f-16s flew over uh overhead during the reception yeah. that was fantastic reception
0: on a yacht which was cool and yeah. it was our son's first wedding ceremony that he's been beach, to. Yep. Yeah.
2: yep son's first wedding that was a good time left there we went to new orleans um and that was awesome. Got to see a whole bunch of what the, we got to see a brass band. We got to try all kinds yeah. of good food. The food
0: in New Orleans is insanely good. I would go it back is. just for the food. But yeah. Everything there though. I mean, it's really, it's really neat. Everything that's there, the jazz, like you know, all of the music, yeah, um, the good. cemeteries are crazy. Cemeteries, oh, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all above the water level and they're all, you know, they're not in the ground, but, um, from New Orleans,
2: we did go on a river cruise there. We too. did. We went yeah.
0: on a river cruise, a steamboat. A steamboat. Cruise. Yeah, that was fun. That was really cool.
2: Uh, left New Orleans, okay. went to um, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Yes, I would never think that I would end up there, and I will go back tomorrow if you give me the option. Yeah, Gulf really Shores, happened. Alabama is like one of those like hidden gems. Don't tell anyone, um, but it was great. We went. We did uh, some. We spent some beach time there. Mm-hmm. Some time at the beach. Uh, we did some go kart racing. Mm-hmm. Um, indoor
0: jumping actually everywhere we go we find the indoor play place like an urban air or like a sky zone all of the indoor trampoline parks our son really loves that stuff so we end up in a lot of those in different areas we have like 30 pairs of different socks because they all make you buy different socks Um, but it's uh it's been really fun and he he obviously really enjoys that it
2: was an awesome pool at that campsite
0: yes that campsite was brand new it was like yeah. i think they were in like week three or four and we got to stay there we were one of the only people yeah we're like was one so of new. like
2: five or six campers there so yeah. we had the whole place it was a really good time um left there we went to atlanta atlanta was a bust uh well right so it's yeah <laughs> it's not all i'll be the first person to tell you that it's not all like daisies and and Maybe. flowers right <laughs> there's some destruction to it we uh we had some bad GPS directions. I ended up going over a set of train tracks and destroying one of our center support struts. Mm. Uh, we, we didn't go to the first campsite cause it felt a little unsavory. So then, then we went to another campsite, broke the strut on the way, couldn't park anywhere. That campsite didn't have a clue about what, what rigs would fit in what locations mm-hmm. they had, they had trees everywhere. Um, and something that campsites do is they put At the very front of the spot, they'll put a post that lets you know the number. And all this does is create an obstacle that you've got to maneuver around when you're driving. We left that campsite. We went to another one. We stayed there for about a week. Mm -hmm. That was...
0: Out in the middle of nowhere. In
2: the middle of nowhere, (laughs) Georgia. Uh, But we still found a place to take ace to go play. Yeah. Um, And that's about all we did that whole week. Uh, We left Georgia. We went to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Never been there in my entire life. Me either. Uh, Really campy. Um, It's
0: like, and someone, I can't remember who said this. I wish I could. They were like, it's like Las Vegas for children. It totally is. It was really fun. Um, You know, we did like the Pirates Voyage show and we went, we actually got to see, um, we went into Gatlinburg several times and we got to see uh, at two different points, we went to Gatlinburg and then we went to Klingman's Dome so that we could see the sunset. We saw two different families of bears, and we both had never seen bears other than in like a zoo, right? It was, I have. Oh, I haven't.
2: I saw bears in Alaska. <laughs>
0: okay, that oh, wait, that's true. I forgot about that. Um, but I okay, so I had never seen them um, other than in a zoo. Yeah, I totally forgot you have been to Alaska. But, Good time
2: with the bears. Yeah, um, we did do. We went to the highest point between North Carolina and Tennessee. Um, We went up to the Sky Needle in Gatlinburg. Uh, We hiked across a river that was covered with slimy rocks. (laughs) It was so dangerous, but so much fun. Um, There was a Jeep invasion going on. So, like, we literally just drove down the road and recorded thousands and thousands of Jeeps. That was fun. One of them had tracks. I've (laughs) never seen tracks on a vehicle Really? Yeah, (laughs) tracks. Uh,
0: Yeah, there were so many. He's like, it was really funny. We were driving. He's like, "Man, there's a lot of jeeps," and I'm like, "What?" And then I realized, oh my gosh, there really are a lot of jeeps. So I googled it, and it was sure enough, the Jeep invasion in Pigeon (laughs) Forge. It's (laughs) like, oh, okay.
1: We We lived up to its name. Forge.
2: What's that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Where did we go after? We went
2: to the horse center in Virginia. Oh right, Virginia Horse Center. Um, Which was really cool. Uh, got Ace close to some horses, but expensive. on the way
0: there, we oh,
2: yeah. blew a
0: tire. Yeah, um, Forgot about that yeah, we blew a tire. It ripped out like some of the.
2: Um, we blew a tire at seventy miles an hour, and it pretty much destroyed a large portion of the undercarriage of the RV. Yeah, wow, so, there's that's it. terrifying. Ten, ten, yeah, it was. Ten, it ten was mi- like pop. <laughs> ten miles out. No, it's more like pop is not.
0: Oh, it was loud. <laughs> <It's>
2: <laughs> You're driving at 70 miles an hour and you heard a shotgun clear as day. Yeah, yeah, 10 miles out. So that was a disaster. But we made the best of that day. And then the very next day, we left and we headed to uh, Pennsylvania. We were supposed to camp in Pennsylvania for, I think it was just a week there. Yeah. And we didn't fit there either. And that was another one of those campsites that had the post at the end. But (laughs) prior to getting the campsite, 10 miles out from the campsite, two days in a row, back to back, we blew another tire.
0: Yeah, literally two days back to back. We blew blew two different tires. And the second day, this couple who lived right up from where it happened, I guess they saw it happen. And they came over to check on us. And they were amazing. They actually gave us one of their trailer tires to temporarily use. It got us to where we needed to go. And then Lennon went and got, what, another tire or two tires, put them on, and then returned the tire to this guy.
1: That's
2: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's got that story about half correct.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I didn't handle the tire aspect. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, so, so often so so we didn't fit at the campsite after an hour of trying to do that on someone else's tire. We drove out to, there's an abandoned house across the um, highway one from my, our mother, my mother-in-law, her mom I ended up parking the camper there. I, the day before I'd bought a bottle jack and a torque wrench Bottle jacked up the camper, took the guy's wheel off, put it in the bed of my truck, drove an hour back to his house, put it on his, he, he had a landscape business, um, put it on his landscape trailer, um, checked all his tire pressure. You know, I, I am a pretty spiritual person and I consider him and his wife a miracle that I was an absolute miracle because we already had our spare mounted on the camper. So um, beautiful thing that took place, like the beauty in humankind your yeah. Like yeah. display the epitome of it right there um so i really wanted to repay the favor as best as i could so i brought his wheel back he didn't have a spare because the last time he loaned a spare out to someone they took it so here yeah. he is you know on a, on a sunday night yeah. loaning his um trailer tire he's got to take it to work the next day to a complete stranger put it back on checked all his tire pressure uh, inflated all his tires for him got him got him smooth sailing for the next day at work uh headed back to the house and we ended up getting two new tires that week, and that was a fiasco in itself too. And you know, putting new tires on. And then we went to uh, campsite in Pennsylvania, and we just left that campsite, and we landed in Delaware. Yeah, we're so, yeah, we're in Delaware right now.
0: At the tail end, the, the remnants yeah. of Hurricane. We yeah. drove. <laughs> we drove into
2: <laughs> and it's been raining um, for three days straight. We've had like forty to fifty mile an hour winds. And uh, we learned about the uh, condensation that can take place on the inside of an RV on the windows.
1: So oh.
2: that's our new article.
0: Yeah, yeah, you learn something new constantly. I would say
1: keep keep you on your toes. I mean, well, I mean, that sounds like <laughs> yes. you know quite. So how many or how long was like all of those places? Like from. So
0: we've actually only been doing this since April, um, but our okay. plan is to do it. At least five years right now is what we've talked about and then we'll see where we are with that if we want to keep prolonging it.
2: We spent about a week in each location. Um with the exception yeah. of Charleston, we spent three weeks there, right? The, the idea was to get out to New Orleans and then get back up north because I had to put the uniform on. So we spent a month in Pennsylvania because I had to do some work. And um now we're just kind of hanging out in the northeast till Thanksgiving and then we're headed back down south. And I'm regretting it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the weather is not. We're we definitely prefer the warm weather. I like the snow when I visit the snow.
1: Yeah, you you don't want it always there,
0: right? Right. But the
2: goal for cost saving, the goal is to spend a month at a campsite that has a severe monthly, uh, like a reduced price for um, monthly stays, right? And and it's you can spend you know thirty, forty, fifty, sixty dollars a night, you know, or four hundred dollars a week, or nine hundred dollars a month so when you do the math on that it really makes sense to kind of just camp out and the beauty of that too is that you get to know the area a little bit more you get to venture out a little bit more yeah and you're not spending so much time driving and blowing tires and things of that nature so
0: and gas is pretty high right now too so that's (laughs) not been fun cut down on
2: diesel costs
1: yeah 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 might might want to avoid those if you can but no it's it's cool so, and it, and that's what I was going to ask, which you kind of just answered, you know, what, what was the goal when you set out and, you know, you mentioned, um, New Orleans and then kind of making your way back up. And then obviously the, the next goal is to, you know, head back South again. So, so, you know, during all this time, seeing a lot of different, um, a, a lot of different places and, it, and it's cool too, cause you know, you're not just necessarily just seeing the outdoors, you know, you're experiencing the cities or the towns as well. And I know, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, you, you all have a four, a uh, four year old, what, what does kind of that like dynamic look like, you know, coming from a, you know, I've, as mentioned before, we started recording a three-year-old or two-year-old in a six month. Um, what, what does that look like? And then like, as you move into, you know, cause um, they're not quite uh, at school level yet, but once that happens, kind of what is, what is that dynamic?
0: Well, the majority of the things that we do, whether they be outdoor activities or like I mentioned, the play places or indoor, um, you know, sightseeing, whatever it is that we're doing, we typically revolve around what would interest him um, because, you know, we're kind of dragging him on this, right, and and bringing him with us. And it's not his decision per se. He's I think he's loving it. He seems very happy. Um, But so we do a lot that revolves around, you know. What can we do that's going to make him have a lot of fun and he's a very social kid so people can you know make the assumption that oh he's not in school right now or he's not around other kids all the time like he's he's more social than i am <laughs> so um, he's he a very may be so yeah far. he's very extroverted which is great um he is only four but we do work with him at home, you know, on schooling things. But when he's, uh, when the actual school age comes, we do actually plan to homeschool, but we also plan to do that when we were living in a house too. So that, that has not really changed that much, uh, in, in that way.
1: Yeah. Well, no, and that, and that makes sense. I I assume that was probably going to be your answer, but, um, you know, as far as that, if that, especially if that was your plan anyways, you know, you all were, were already preparing to do that um and i mean what a cool experience um for him you know he probably doesn't really understand it all now but you know as he gets older and kind of looks back like oh that's pretty crazy you know i went all these different places with mom and dad and and did all this which you know those uh those experiences stack up to you know who who you are um you know when when you are an adult so it's it's cool to hear kind of how that um how that's going and, and the plans with it so what, um,
0: yeah, absolutely. Lennon actually said something once that I thought was cool, you know, just to explain like homeschooling or the idea behind it. And he was, I think we were talking about the Battle of Gettysburg, and he was like, You could read about that in a book or yep. go to the actual location and teach them about it where it actually happened,
2: right? Going right,
0: on you know, instead of seeing everything in like a movie or on TV or. Reading about it in a book, we're hoping that he's going to be able to experience everything and you know right. learn about it when it's right in front of him.
2: He's learning the difference between rivers, creeks, and streams, right, and oceans, and lakes, and ponds by seeing them. Yeah. And you know, like he's four years old and he can say Pennsylvania and Florida. <laughs> you know, like he's learning about geography. And um, I get outdoors and stare at ants and things like that. So he's learning about all the bugs <laughs> and whatnot too. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, that's and he's all- very, very curious as little kids are. So, um, you know, that's that's good too.
2: <laughs> the uh, getting getting into it, the biggest concern that I had, uh, which is rare for me to express my concerns or, or have any, because I, I consider myself fairly easygoing, um, was the social aspect for him. Right? I, I, he is not going to have the child neighborhood relationships that he would have. But the neighborhood that we lived in was a retirement community, practically. (laughs) So, and I have always liked. It's quiet. It's quiet. So there were he would go out and ride his bike, and there weren't kids around there. So if we stayed in Pennsylvania in our forty-two hundred square foot house, he wouldn't have had kids to play with. So until the neighbors' grandchildren came over, yeah. Um, But that is something that we. Are, we actively work on we we take him out there's always playgrounds he meets a lot of kids but he will not have those relationships that you establish at a young age from your neighborhood friends and we thought about that and neither of us continue to have those relationships right. so it's rare I feel like and it could be I could be wrong um, but it's rare for kids to have a friend from five years old on throughout the rest of their life all of yeah. my friends are pretty much from the military or 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 post that time frame.
0: Yeah. I have one friend who I've been friends with since I was two and that's it. (laughs) So, and you know, like it's, it's rare. It's definitely rare. And he's going to see family members and, you know, nieces and nephews and actually just nephews. (laughs) Now that I say that we don't (laughs) have any nieces. Um, But, uh, you know, and we have lots of friends with kids and, you know, like all of our friendships are far away like all of our closest friends, we have to go travel to them and see them or, you know, they have to come see us. It's not like we're all in Pleasantville, all in the same street, seeing each other. You know, it's not like friends on TV or popping into each other's apartment. You still have to travel. So, you know, like developing those meaningful relationships that you can keep long term, but they might be at a distance.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and that makes sense uh, to, you know, speaking from my own friendships over the years, you know, that that is that is uh, I think you're accurate in saying that as well. Um, And still being able to get I mean, still getting the the different social aspect of meeting and knowing how to interact with different people, um, you know, even at a at a young age. And one thing that you all mentioned that I really didn't didn't think about from the whole um, on the road, uh, homeschool experience is exactly what you said, you know, rather than reading about Gettysburg, you can go visit there or the lakes and streams or all that stuff. I mean, that that's just invaluable in its in itself. Um, So it's kind of uh, a bonus, I guess.
0: Yeah, for sure. And hopefully, you know, if at some point he was like, I really don't like this, then we would address that at that time. Right. We would never disregard if he decided as he gets older, I just don't really like doing this. We would, you know, we would handle it at that time. But Right now, he seems pretty happy. <laughs> he loves his room. <laughs>
2: um,
0: you know, he's got toys in here. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time outside when it's obviously not the end of a hurricane. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he loves to ride bikes. Uh, Lennon loves to ride bikes, too. I do, too. But, um, yeah, you know, we, we keep him pretty active. He's, he does a lot of stuff
1: that's awesome like i said an experience that you know a lot of people don't don't get to have even you know when they are older so you know getting those um you know meaningful ones early uh is definitely super important so so i guess that kind of leads into you know the question i always ask everybody is you know kind of one piece of advice for our listeners so you know you you've You know had the experience of of making the decision to do it um you know or off to a, a you know had challenges along the way whether that's uh you know new york traffic or finding power or everything else and then also you know figuring out this kind of this family balance um that it sounds like you all are doing really well what what would you tell someone that is thinking about um you know their their daydreaming like man i i work from home anyways you know we don't really have any ties but you know that's pretty scary to say oh i get you know i got this this two-year-old at home and you know family and all that stuff how do i make that leap like what would be that first step that they would take to kind of get into that direction of of more or less a, a freedom i guess the
2: first step <clears throat> i highly recommend uh <laughs> research yeah get just You don't know what to research, so just start researching. And like you were talking about earlier, go down a rabbit hole and learn about it. And then, so you establish somewhat of a foundation. Research the different kinds of um, recreational vehicles that there are, right? Uh, That was Ashley's avenue because I had a Ford F-150 and I wanted to get something that we could (laughs) pull with my Ford F-150 and we wanted something bigger. (laughs) So... We ended up with a Ford F 350, and I knew what I wanted if we were getting a bigger truck, just right, just knowing what we were getting into. Um, You know, something like an eight foot bed, and I wanted that car play so that GPS was on there. I was thinking about safety aspects. So go down rabbit holes and and write it out, write out the pros and the cons.
0: And ask questions of people who are doing it already. Like yeah. I asked a lot of people who are full-timing, whether they're stationary or, you know, fully traveling. I asked them so many questions. I'm like, you know, how else do you learn things if you don't ask people questions? It's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't, no one knows everything and everybody's going to have a different experience too. So don't go into it assuming that your life should look like, you know, the Instagram or TikTok videos or images that you're seeing of other people, like everybody's going to have a different experience. And that's yeah. the whole point. Um, it's what you're wanting to do and what you're going to make of it. Don't be unrealistic with your expectations either. And, you know, it is life still. Um, it's not like an, it, it's like a vacation because we're in a different area, you know, regularly and we can see different places on the weekends and have little mini weekend vacations but like you know it's still working and living and cooking and you know upkeep. school yeah doing everything that you would do essentially in a house just in a smaller capacity
2: and know your know your debt to income know your budget yeah. um know how much money you're bringing in on an annual basis versus on a monthly basis and understand what your costs are going to be is incredibly important when we drive 400 miles we spend $200 in fuel you've got to know that if you're going to drive as much as we had been, um, you got to have the income to pay for all that. And then the different costs and campgrounds know where you can go for cheap, know where you can go for free, right? Like harvest hosts, you can camp for a night. I uh, Really, really want to get into that as soon as we can figure out boondocking. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, under- understand what your, what your bills are going to be. And uh, know I'm, I'm incredibly like down to the T. Like, what? How much does our food cost? What is you know what is our toilet paper cost? Type things, not specifically that, that item, but what do we spend on a monthly basis on groceries and extras and fuel and things of that nature? So that, um, you know, what's our insurance bill? What's mm-hmm. you know like how that much does it. our dog food cost? Yeah. Right? What? How often do we buy it? So that you can you know that you can be successful financially. Uh, and then if you figure out the tricks of the trade and the travel you can you can save money like staying at one place for a month is going to not only cut down um, your campsite bill but it's also going to cut down your fuel bill so
0: yeah
1: yeah no
2: those are all definitely do your research up front
0: and I would say actually in addition to that just ask yourself why are you thinking that you want to do that what's driving you to that and make sure that you're doing it because it's something you really want to do. Because I'm guilty of <laughs> going on a vacation somewhere, and we get there, and like a couple of days in, I'm like, "Wow, we should live here. Let's live here. It's a vacation," you know? like, That that is
2: Charleston, South Carolina, uh, by the way. Everyone goes to Charleston, South Carolina oh, on a vacation, and moves there eight months later, and they go, "I didn't know the traffic was this bad. Well, yeah. the traffic's this bad because you moved here along with everyone else."
0: But, but, but yeah, make sure make sure it's that you're wanting, you know. Like we don't know where we want to live, and this is a huge part of that is deciding. Like, okay, we're gonna go. Our goal is all fifty states, right? That's the plan. Um, yeah,
2: but you can't and, drive an RV to Hawaii. But, well,
0: no, we're gonna have to fly <laughs> no. to Hawaii. But, <laughs> you know, deciding where we want to live, what it is that we want, you know, in the future, and who knows? Maybe we. I know families who've been doing this for seven plus years, so just make sure that you're doing it because it's really something that you want to do. And not because you're like, like I just said, I go on a vacation and I all of a sudden I want to live there. You see people doing it, you know, make sure it's really what you want to be doing and why do you want to do it? What's driving you to do that?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of, kind of knowing your, your why in that case. And then, you know, going going with the flow. Cause as you, as you said, you know, it might be, you know, seven years, 10 years till you, you know, find that place and, and want to, you know, get, uh, I guess back on the grid, um, and, right. and the research and budgeting and, and all of that, you know, totally, uh, you know, makes sense to kind of figure, figure everything out. So where, where can people find you all online to kind of, you know, see where the next adventure takes you kind of follow your journey, um, you know, figure out how you're going to drive the RV across the Pacific to Hawaii and all that.
0: that would be really really crazy and to be fair i'm dying to go to hawaii but i yeah that's it's uh that's expensive um so (laughs) on instagram and uh tiktok and we have a youtube page but it's not great yet i'm hoping that at some point we can make videos but you know we're we're busy but uh it's what rv doing across the board that's uh that's the name on all of it. What are we doing?
1: Awesome. I love that name, by the way. It's Very, very clever. <laughs> <Thanks>. um, <laughs> awesome. Well, everyone definitely, um, you know, make sure you you check them out online, uh, see what they're up to, uh, you know, get some inspiration as well. You know, if that's something you want to try or, you know, maybe you might see a location that they uh, that they're visiting that you might just want to, you know, fly to and, and check out yourself for the weekend or whatnot. But um, I, I appreciate you all taking the time to kind of share your story. Um, y- you know, especially the, the, tidbits of how you, you met and, and, kind of along the way and what kind of the future looks like from the RV life. So I, uh, wish you all the best of luck on the, your next road trip. Thanks, Jeremy.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, we do appreciate it.
1: Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion until next time.